Hello, and thanks for listening to PXP Podcast. It's a show about leadership, self-development, personal growth, and accountability. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow. Now, you can catch our podcast on almost any platform or directly from our website at pxppodcast.com. To hear it hot off the press, check out our host on the Podbean app. If you have questions or want to hear a particular topic discussed or even want to be a guest on the show, connect with me on social and send me a message. Now, are you ready to kick off today's episode? All right, here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are and whatever time of day it is that you're listening. Welcome back to another episode of PXP. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow, and uh, we are knocking on 100 episodes. This is number 94. Today, we're going to be diving into a powerful concept, and that is being kind to the person, but hard on the issues. And this is especially important when it comes to accountability in the workplace. But as I always say, this can apply to really any part of your life. So take note for the workplace, uh, but also think about how you can apply this stuff to your personal life as well. So why is this concept so crucial? Why do we make a podcast specifically about leading with kindness and accountability? And the title of this podcast today is Leading with Kindness and Accountability, The Power of Empathy. And uh, why, is it, why is it so important? Why is this crucial? Well, it's simple. When we navigate accountability with kindness, we foster or we create an environment where growth and progress can both flourish. And listen, kindness doesn't mean, I hear this all the time, kindness doesn't mean letting things slide. Okay? Kindness doesn't mean that we don't hold someone accountable for their actions. Kindness doesn't mean that we, we don't address an issue at hand, but it is about finding that balance between empathy and addressing the problems head on. So let's break down empathy to start with. Empathy isn't necessarily about agreeing with someone, but it is about understanding where they're coming from. I'm reading a book right now and if, I can't believe I've never read it before because it is top uh, four, top four books for me already, and I'm not even halfway through it. It's called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Uh, he was a hostage negotiator with the FBI, I guess the most you know, well-known, uh, most skilled hostage negotiator that the FBI had, and he talks a lot about empathy. And empathy isn't about agreeing with someone. It's, it's about understanding where they're coming from. It's about putting yourself in their shoes, about seeing the world through their eyes. And here's the kicker. This, is the, this was something that really struck me when, uh, when Chris Voss was writing about it in his book. Empathy doesn't mean that you have to share their point of view or even agree with them. You can, you can have empathy you can put yourself in their shoes. You can see the world through their eyes without necessarily sharing their point of view. Now, let's talk about how this plays into effective communication, which is, is the tool for us keeping things on track, effective communication. It starts with absolute clarity, 
No jargon, no beating around the bush, no BS, no lack of transparency. We need to speak plainly. We need to let the issue be the star of the conversation. And remember, your ultimate goal isn't to prove you're right. That's not what this conversation is about. That's not what bringing a level of accountability is about. It's not about proving who's right, who's wrong. It's about finding a solution that benefits everyone involved. Think about it like this. Being a leader is not about flexing your muscle or showing off some level of authority. It's not about upholding your title. It's about the people. Bill Campbell, the trillion dollar coach, always said it's it's got to be about the people. It's always about the people. And everything that he did came back to the people. As a leader, it's got to be always about the people, the individuals that make the engine run. And guess what? When you are kind to the person but firm on the issue, you're actually setting the stage for growth, for trust, for progress, for mutual respect, for moving forward, for solutions, for, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And here's the thing, kindness doesn't mean weakness. And I really can't overemphasize that because anytime you start talking about kindness or showing empathy or any of these, uh, what someone might call fluff terms, if we start talking about those in the context of accountability, then a lot of your, and I'm just going to say this term very loosely, okay, a lot of your old school or hard nose managers might think, oh, that's weak. Kindness doesn't mean weak, folks. It's actually a strength. It cuts through the noise and it gets things done. And being able to show kindness to the individual while being firm on an issue is actually a great sign of a strong leader. It's a signal that you value the person enough to address the issue without tearing them down. Nine times out of 10, the issue isn't the person themselves. It might be their behavior. It might be, you know, a process. It might be something, but it's not the person. We can be kind to that person. We can show empathy to the person while we address the issue at hand. And when you're kind to the person and you're firm on the issue, you're setting the stage for growth and trust and progress. It's like nurturing a delicate plant. You, you got to give it the right amount of care and you got to give it the right amount of attention and then it blossoms. I remember when I was a kid that I learned in school that plants liked carbon dioxide. They brought in the carbon dioxide and they gave off oxygen. And I guess that's why people say you should talk to your plants. But uh, it's like that. You've got to nurture that process. In the workplace, this means... You've got to acknowledge the individual's value, their worth, their role in the company. And you do that while addressing the challenges constructively. Empathy is is the cornerstone of this approach. And it goes beyond merely understanding or putting yourselves in their shoes. It's about active listening, showing that you're invested in their perspective. Remember, empathy doesn't necessitate agreement, but it's about creating 
a place where opinions are respected even if they differ. And the beauty of empathy is that it has this ripple effect. So think about this. When someone feels genuinely understood, think about a time when you felt like someone really understood where you were coming from, and and they did that probably through active listening. And this is a whole nother conversation, but when you take time to actively listen to someone else, it makes them really feel good. You should try it. Try just actively listening. Block out all the things that you want to say and just listen. All too often, we listen to respond rather than listening to hear. And when we're trying to create this this, uh, uh, environment of empathy, we, we really want to actively listen so that we can understand. When someone feels genuinely understood, then there's this bridge of trust that's been built. And when we have that bridge of trust, now we can have conversations that can be candid and we can reach solutions without a, a bunch of unnecessary drama or unnecessary friction. You've heard me talk about the book Radical Candor by Kim Scott. And it's all about being able to tell people how you really feel in a way that they know that you really care. When it comes to accountability and the conversations surrounding that, I can't overemphasize that clarity is king. We need to speak in straightforward terms. We need to avoid some level of complexity that that causes confusion. The issue that we're talking about should stand in the spotlight, not some jargon, not some spin I've always said that people can handle whatever we have to tell them as long as it's the truth. When the conversation, when it revolves around the concern at hand, it helps to keep emotions in check, right? Because we're talking about the issue. We're not talking about a person. We're talking about the issue. And that brings us to the ultimate goal, which is the solution. You're not seeking to assign blame or to prove some level of superiority like we talked about earlier. The leader is not trying to prove themselves right. But your aim is to collaborate, to find a way to move forward that benefits the team and the individual. So the solution is really that that compass or that navigation that guides the conversation, making sure that everybody's on board. We talked about this earlier, but it's it's worthy of mentioning. Again, leadership is not about showcasing authority. It's about guiding growth. And that growth oftentimes springs from adversity. I was talking to a gentleman earlier this week, and he was telling me how in his workplace that they will sometimes have a spirited debate over a conversation or over a process or over a goal or something like that. And he was talking about how appreciative of that culture he is, how they can have a spirited debate about something. And then that conversation ends with a solution of some kind. And then when they come to the next topic of conversation, that initial one is over. There's no, there's, there's no baggage that's brought from one conversation to the next because there's this culture of, of debate and candid conversation. And that's what we're, that's what we're looking for is, is that, that uh, healthy, professional, respectful adversity. And that's why bringing a balance of kindness and accountability is absolutely important. How can you implement this effectively, though? 
because it can be delicate, right? There can be hurt feelings and emotions and all those things that are brought into a conversation like this. So how can you implement this? It starts by building relationships, and those relationships have to be grounded in respect both ways, right? And respect is earned. Respect doesn't come from a title or from some initials behind your name. Respect has to be earned. Show appreciation for your team's efforts. When the time comes for those tough conversations, if you've laid the groundwork of respect, you've showed appreciation for their efforts in the past, they'll know that your intentions are driven by genuine care and not by some desire to show some authority. Keep in mind things like your tone and your body language. And this is why I've talked about this before, but it's so important that these conversations ideally are held face-to-face, but at least they're held over the phone or over a virtual medium like Zoom or Teams or something like that, where you can hear tone and hear those little nuances. Ideally, you can see facial expressions or body language, but you want to be aware of your tone and your body language because these little subtle cues, they can impact how the message is received. Sometimes it doesn't matter what you say, but it's how you say it. Have you ever had uh, a time where, you know, you, you were trying to tell someone something and they received it in a completely opposite way of what you meant? Perhaps it was your body language. Perhaps it was your tone. They could have been picking up on some cues that you weren't intending to come out, but people are very perceptive, particularly when the conversation is one of negativity or potential negativity. They really pick up on those subtle cues. So you got to be careful of that. Maintain an open posture, right? Don't stand there with your arms crossed uh, or, or some other aggressive or um, passive-aggressive type stance. Go into the meeting with a calm demeanor, expecting a positive outcome. It's about fostering an atmosphere of honesty and, frankly, vulnerability and transparency are embraced. Accountability is a journey. It's not an isolated event. You can't just take one instance and hold someone accountable and expect it to turn out perfectly on that one instance. It requires all those things. It requires respect on the front end, clarity on the front end, consistency on the front end, so that when accountability is necessary, that is received in the manner in which you mean it. Regular check-ins with, with your team. Uh, that provides the opportunity to gauge progress or provide guidance. And if a mistake happens, look, accountability is there to help build a bridge to find a solution. It's about acknowledging and learning from our mistakes, and we all make them. And as leaders, when we make a mistake, you know one of the greatest things you can do as a leader when you make a mistake is acknowledge it. Be transparent with your team. When they see you acknowledging a mistake that you made, they recognize that, hey, mistakes happen. Certainly, we want to try to avoid them as much as possible. I'm not trying to Uh, give a pass for mistakes, but mistakes happen. Errors happen. And when they do, we have to own those. And when we take ownership for those, we set the example of what that looks like. Remember this, 
Kindness and leadership isn't weakness. It's actually the strength that fuels growth. When you're kind to the person, but stern on the issue, you are paving the way for the workplace that thrives on empathy, communication, progress, respect, happiness, job satisfaction. I could go on and on, but that is what you are paving the way for. That's the foundation that you are making. Well, that's about all the time I've got for today. I want to thank you for joining us here on PXP. If you enjoyed the podcast, won't you share it with five of your closest friends? Because chances are, if you like the podcast, so do they. Don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on any podcast player that you uh, that you use. We're also on YouTube. Our host is Podbean. So if you get the Podbean app, as soon as we release an episode, you'll have it. Most of all, though, I hope something that was said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow, and I hope you have an amazing day.